As we have learnt, if the person who is watching over the water that has been filled up in order to use it for the mechatos, if he performs a different task which is not related and not necessary for the procedure of the kiddush, of adding ashes to the water, then the water will become invalidated for use of the mechatos. Now, if there is a fence in the way of the person who is carrying the water on his way to performing the Kiddush, and he breaks down the fence, one who breaks through the fence, even if it is in order to repair it, he has the intention to repair the fence later on, as long as he doesn't actually do so before the Kiddush. All he does is just break down the fence before the Kiddush kosher, the water will remain valid because the mere thought of performing a different action does not invalidate the water, only if he actually performs a different action. And the actual breaking down of the fence is considered to be a necessary part of the procedure because he needs to get further on on his journey to performing the Kedush. Vim Godar, however, if he does go ahead and repair the fence before performing the Kedush, then of course, possible the water would be invalidated. And this is even in a case where the owner of the fence only allowed him to take down the fence if he would repair it later on. So I might have thought that it's very similar to the case where somebody borrowed a rope from somebody else in order to help him fill up the container with water. We learned earlier on that he's allowed to return the rope to the owner because the only way he was able to use the rope at all was on condition that he would immediately return it. So the returning is really also a necessary part of the procedure, because that's only that's the only way that he'll be able to use the rope in the first place. Over here it's slightly different, because since it takes a longer time to repair the fence, the understanding is that he'll be able to do it even after performing the kiddush, and since presumably the owner of the fence allows him to repair it later on after he does the kiddush, so it's no longer considered to be necessary for it to be done before the kiddush. And therefore, it would invalidate the water. Next example of the Mishnah, one who eats figs with the intention of drying or spreading out the figs that remain to dry. Again, the mere intention of doing so would not invalidate it. And kosher, the water would remain valid. But if he goes ahead and he does do that other task of spreading out any leftover figs that are, there are in his hand, then possible the water would become invalid. What happens if he was eating the figs and he had some left over? And the remaining figs that were in his hand, he threw underneath the fig tree, or into an enclosed area, so that it wouldn't get lost. He wanted to save them for later so that he would be able to eat them. Possible, the water would become invalid because this is considered to be an unrelated task. He's doing an action so that he will be able to eat the figs later on. It's a purposeful action that is not related to the procedure of the para aduma. Now, if he would throw them out of his hand just in order to get rid of them, then that wouldn't be considered a separate task, because the eating of the figs itself, we've already learnt, is not considered to be unrelated, because it gives him strength to continue the procedure. And once he has them in his hand, so he needs to get rid of them from his hand so that he can carry on and perform the Kiddush. It's only if he purposefully throws the figs somewhere in order to protect them and save them for later, then it would be considered a different task that would that would invalidate the water. The subject of this Perek is 
certain concerns with regards to the impurity that is caused by the Para'aduma. As we have learned, although the ultimate purpose of the Para'aduma is in order to purify people, those who are involved in the actual performing of the procedure of the Para'aduma and its ashes, they actually become impure as a result. So that's one part of the impurity that is caused by the Para'aduma. And the Mishnah will also mention a couple of additional stringencies in order to avoid impurity to the actual mechatos. But first, the Mishnah goes back to something that was taught towards the end of the previous chapter, that if the person who is guarding the water is impure, then the water is also not considered to be guarded properly. And if the water or the ashes are not being watched over properly, then they become invalidated And the point is that somebody who himself is impure cannot really be trusted and his watching over of the water and ashes is not really considered to be sufficient and therefore the water and the ashes would become invalidated. What happens if there were two people who were watching over the container of water that had been filled up in order to perform Kiddush and one of the two people became Tomei. Kesherim, the water is still valid, because the water is now considered to be totally under the domain of, under the jurisdiction and domain of the other person. It's true that if the person who is responsible over guarding the water is impure, then it becomes invalidated. But over here, as soon as the person becomes impure, he's not fit to guard it anymore. So we consider it as if he's no longer responsible to guard it. And now it's totally under the jurisdiction of the other person who is pure. And since he is watching over it and he's pure, so the water will remain valid. What happens if then Tohar, the person who had become Tomei, becomes imp- he becomes pure, he goes to the mikveh, he becomes purified. And meanwhile, the Nit Mosheni, then the other person becomes Tomei. Kesherim, the water remains valid, because now it's considered to be totally under the jurisdiction of the first person who is now pure. But if both of them are Tommy at the same time, so now the water is considered to be in the domain of somebody who is impure, two people who are impure and pasulin, it would therefore be invalidated. On a very similar note, if one of the two people who is responsible for watching over it performs a task that is not related to the Kiddush, that generally invalidates the water. However, in this case, as soon as he does that, so he's no longer fit really for watching over the water, so it's considered to be that he's no longer the one who is the guard. The other person is now fully responsible, and therefore Kesherin, the water remains valid, because it's considered to be under the jurisdiction of the other person, and that other person is not performing any other tasks, so it would remain valid. Omad, if the person who is performing a different task stopped performing that different task, and then the other person began performing a different task, which was not related, in the water remains valid because at least one of the people is not performing any other tasks, so it's considered to be totally in his domain. And he's not doing anything that he's not supposed to do. Because it's totally in the domain of the first person. However, if they both perform an unrelated task at the same time, then in the water would indeed become invalidated. Mishnah Beis. This Mishnah mentions a stringency, one of the many very strict laws that the Chachomim put in place 
in order to avoid the mechatos from becoming impure. The law is that although according to the Torah, a liquid that has become tome cannot make another person or another item impure, even if the liquid touches it. However, on a rabbinic level, if a liquid touches another utensil, then it becomes tome. If it touches another person, then the rabbon, the chachomim didn't institute any impurity. They said this law specifically when a tome liquid touches a utensil. Now, often on the ground where one is walking, there's often some liquid at different points on the ground, some water perhaps. And we've seen that anything that is not purified with the specific intention of using it as part of the procedure of the paraduma is considered to be impure with regards to the paraduma. And therefore, if the any liquid that isn't specifically filled up from the spring for the sake of the paraduma, any other liquid essentially is considered to be impure with regards to the requirements of paraduma. And therefore, Amakadish Mechatos, one who is responsible for performing the kiddush of the water for the paraduma, he's going to add the ashes to the water. Lo as a sandal, he should not wear any sandals, any shoes. Because if any liquid falls or touches the sandal, which is considered to be a utensil, it is an object, essentially, that is able to become tome, then a nitma, the sandal would become impure. Now, when the Chachom said that when tome liquid touches an item, it becomes tome, they gave it a severe level of impurity, such that if it is an item of clothing then it would also make the person who is wearing that item of clothing tome. So here as well, if the shoe becomes tome, then the person wearing the shoe will also become tome. And this is interesting because although tome liquids that touch a person directly would not make the person tome, if the tome liquid touches an item of clothing, then the item of clothing becomes tome on such a level to such a degree that even the person who is wearing it becomes tome. So if the person is not wearing shoes, then there's no problem, because even if the liquid touches his feet, it won't, he won't become Tome. But if he is wearing the sandals, he's wearing the shoes, and the shoes touch the liquid and become Tome, then even the person will become Tome. And the Mishnah notes this interesting outcome, Harehu Oimer, we imagine as if the person says to his shoes, Metam echo uni, that which makes you impure, does not have the ability to make me impure directly. But Vata, you who became Tome from that source of impurity, the liquid, Tome Sunny, you do make me impure. Which is a seemingly odd outcome, which is only possible because of the fact that the Chachomim instituted this impurity only in specific cases. Now, the mission just elaborates on what we explained. If liquid falls onto a person's body, so if it is tome in general, and in this case, really any liquid for the laws of, of paraduma would be considered tome. If it falls directly on a person's skin, then toha, he remains pure. But if it falls onto his item of clothing, then nitmes, the item of clothing becomes tome, including the shoes, vitimatu, and then it would make him impure. Because the level of impurity that the clothes get is such that it would make the person wearing them tome. Harize oimer, the person, so to speak, says to his clothes, that which makes you impure, the liquid, does not have the ability to make me impure. 
Whereas Vata, you who became Tomei from that liquid, Tomei you did make me impure. Mishnah Gimel, Hasarif Para, the person who burns the Para Aduma, Uparim, as well as the person who burns the bulls that are offered up as Karbonis on Yom Kippur, Mahamashalech is Hasarir, and one who sends away the goat on Yom Kippur, he throws it off the cliff, it is learned from Pesukim that all of these people become impure, and they become impure to a degree that Matami Begodim, the clothes that they are wearing, also become Tomei. Now the law in all of these cases is that Pora Uparim Vesar Mishtaleach Atzmon, the Pora Duma and the bulls that are being offered up as Karbonus on Yom Kippur, and the goat that is being sent off the cliff, they themselves, in Matamim Begodim, they don't make the person's clothes impure, if the clothes were to touch them. However, the person himself, when he performs the procedure which is involved in those cases, he becomes impure, and he becomes impure to a degree that even his clothes become impure. And the Mishnah notes that we have an identical outcome. Hariza Oimer, the clothes, as it were, say to the person, Metam Echa, the source of your impurity, which is the cow or the goat or the bull, Leitim Oni, that did not make me impure. When the cow or the bull or the goat touches the clothes, the clothes do not become Tomei. Whereas the Ata, you who became impure from the cow, the bull, or the goat, to me, Sunny, you do in turn have the ability to make me impure as a result.